Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe. Today we have Beth Miller. She is the founder of Solify Wellness, a marriage coach, a teacher of psychology, certified hypnotist, and Reiki energy practitioner. Love all that. I want to talk about that stuff. She has appeared in major media publications such as McLean's Magazine, CBT, and the London Free Press, and has been on a guest on dozens of podcasts and blogs. She has coached many women who are on the verge of divorce and helped them transform their lives and marriages into relationships filled with mutual love, connection, and support. Her method is deeply rooted in psychology and neuroscience. One of her secret weapons is hypnojourning, a deep meditation that has been referred to as meditation on steroids that helps women to release and reprogram limiting beliefs that have been keeping them stuck in relationship struggles. Welcome, Beth. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this hypno journey. And is it really mainly do you work just with relationships around that? Or yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So hypno journey, essentially what it is, is I get women, usually I work with women, but some men, husbands, deeply relaxed to a point where they are in this state. Like, you know, when you're just waking up in the morning, is that that's your theta brainwave state. So you know it's time to get up, but sometimes it's a bit foggy and you kind of remember your dreams, but you know you have to get up and then you get up and you're kind of snapped out of it. So I get you into this beautiful state where you're kind of aware of what's going on, but you're also very much in your subconscious mind, that dream-like state. So I get you really relaxed and then we go on this incredible journey into your mind. And a lot of times you get regressed back to childhood. I take you back to childhood and you might be might be a time where you felt kind of abandoned or rejected by your parents to the point where you were really upset that, you know what, they, were, they told you to eat everything on your plate, but you didn't want to eat it all and you got in trouble for that. So it's amazing how these little things, like even seeing someone say four plus four is 10 and everyone laughed at them. Some of those experiences stick with us within our subconscious mind, but we don't realize they're still there. But what they do is they create, created these limiting beliefs about maybe not speaking up for yourself. And then that plays out a lot of times in our romantic relationships. A lot of times they show up kind of as a magnified form within our, within our marriages. And how long does this process take for people to heal that? Or I don't know what the right word to use. Is it, is it heal it or is it self-correct it? Um, well, yeah. You could use either. Honestly, you could. Um, healing is a great way. I also like the word neutralize. Like you can't change your past. All of those things still happen. You had the mom you did. You had the dad you did. You dated the guys or girls you did in, in high school. That all happened. But what we can do is go back to those times and we can reprogram the emotion that's around it. So you're no longer hostage to that memory. You no longer think of that memory and get this like icky feeling or sinking feeling in your stomach. You feel like, you know what, you're good enough. You feel loved. You don't feel judged. You don't doubt yourself anymore. So it's incredible how you can change like the framework of it and how you see that experience. And then it plays out in your current life with your kids or with your husband or with your wife. Um, yeah, the interactions change. You don't feel so triggered by certain things anymore. Okay, so is it multiple sessions of, of doing the same journey, journey, journey? Sorry, I can't say the word very well. 
or do you do different is it a one and done so you do one hypno journeying session and then you kind of neutralize that specific issue and then maybe you go on to a next one or how does that process work what an amazing question you know what depending on how deep the trauma is or the experience is sometimes we can just kind of peel a layer and it's good but sometimes you peel a layer and you're good but then a little bit later kind of comes back just a little bit then it just means there's a few more layers there but often you can clear it up in like probably two to three sessions. I do also have like a program where women, they go into this program for 12 weeks and I have recorded hypno journeys. So they do the sessions with me, but they also in between, they listen to certain ones based on like uh, feeling guilty, not being able to trust, feeling anger, feeling like they don't have boundaries. So they listen to certain hypno journeys. Um, they can do it before bed. They can do it while they're out for a walk and they listen to those. And that helps reinforce some of the, some of the beliefs that they're reprogramming, the not feeling loved, not feeling good enough, feeling like a failure. Okay, so if somebody's having issues in their marriage, do is it they don't necessarily need to know what that specific issue may be, and they just would come to you and say, "I'm struggling in our relationship. We have this or that going on. Maybe they're going through a fertility journey, and they have some conflict around that. Maybe they're not on the same page with doing IVF or how many rounds to do, or that's something that's pretty common and or having intimacy just when they're ovulating. I see a lot of conflict around that in relationships. Do they need to know kind of what it's stemming from or that reveals itself within the regression that you do in the taking them into that space? Yeah, the best spot to start is, yeah, you understand that you're having those conflicts about maybe how many rounds to do or the financial strain that it has, or even maybe not going to certain parties or social events, just because you don't want to have to talk to people about what you're going through. So you know what's kind of triggering you, you know, the event, you might know the words that your husband is saying, um, you might know the behaviors that he has that are triggering you. So what we do is we then figure out the feeling. And if you can't identify the feeling, we can talk about that in a few minutes, but often feelings like loneliness come up, stress over finances come up, guilt, because you feel like this should be able to happen, but it's not maybe some deep sadness or anger. So we really jump off from the emotion. And when we can figure out the emotion that's being triggered, that's where we can really gateway into our mind. And how did you get into doing hypnotherapy? Yeah, that's an incredible question. I was on my own kind of health journey and through my own health journey, kind of bettering myself, I stumbled across multiple different modalities and I've combined them all through the Reiki, through hypnosis to create what I call the hypno journey. So um, like I said, it's a meditation on steroids just because it gets you so deeply relaxed. Most meditations take you to that very like present state, which is called the alpha brainwave state. And I just take them in a little bit further deeper and we can it's really effortless. You don't have to think like so often when you're doing counseling or therapy, which is a great strategy. I, I recommend like, especially couples that are going through infertility or fertility treatments that they do some counseling, get some support. Um, but it's a little different because we don't have to just talk about things and rationalize things with our conscious mind. We can get right into your subconscious mind. And that's where we store all our memories, even the stuff like calculus, physics, history dates, it's all there your mind's so efficient it prunes those things so it's not easy for you to access but they're filed within there so when we can get into the subconscious mind we can do so much and that's what I experienced too is um all of a sudden my it wasn't just myself that transformed like I started to love myself more confidence but my marriage transformed so that's why I now share this gift with other women because it's you can do years of counseling or you can do a few months of just really deep diving into your subconscious mind which you don't have to analyze it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to say these mantras over and over again. I love myself. I'm worthy. It, you can just get to that root and yeah. start to heal it. 
Yeah, I love that. I'm actually a Psych K facilitator. I don't know if you are familiar with that, but we work this with a subconscious mind as well. And I often tell people that is why the, the affirmations often don't work because your subconscious and your conscious aren't aligned with what you're trying to say. And once we can get you in alignment that with that and balance, then it's super easy. It's like the light switch that goes off where your subconscious kicks in is like, oh, okay, I'm I'm doing this now. I really am worthy of this or whatever it may be in releasing that block. So I, I love to geek out on subconscious mind stuff and all of that. So I, I'm a full believer in all of it. Tell us a little bit about the Reiki energy work that you do. I also am a firm believer in all of that energy work. So tell me a little bit about that and how you got into that and, and how do you practice? Yeah. So again, kind of similar when I was on my own kind of self journey with some health stuff, I realized there's so much more than just me physically and that we all have this beautiful energy around us, or it's kind of like, essentially you can walk into a room and sense the vibe. You sense the vibe in the room. You're like, Ugh. It was yeah. a really low vibe. Um, we can do that same thing with our bodies and um, anyone can take like a level one and you can start to do it on yourself. Essentially, it's just like hands are about, I don't know, about three inches off your body and you're just sensing, you're like, you're getting so in tune with your body that you can feel your energy off your body. Um, and this is a really great way just for, even if you can't name feelings, you can just do kind of like your own practice on yourself, like kind of a modified Reiki on yourself, but you can, you don't know what you're feeling. You just know you feel off. So you can like rub your hands together and then just until you feel this kind of like the sensation, even if you don't feel a sensation kind of between your hands, you can just start to scan your body with your eyes closed. And you just keep scanning until you get to a point where you're like, you know what, that just, I'm curious about this spot. And you just hold your hands there and you're like, what is here? And sometimes it's this heaviness, sometimes it's a constriction, sometimes it just feels dense, um, but you know, it feels a little off. You can't name it. You don't know if it's sadness, anger, doubt in yourself, embarrassment, shame, but you know, it doesn't feel great. And you can just hang out in that space and you can start to breathe in it. And um, there's a few other steps that we can do, but it's really getting curious. Like, why is this here? What is this telling me? And you can start to explore it on your own, even if you don't have access to like a Reiki practitioner. And do these, do these sorts of modalities being the Reiki and the hypnosis, do they work together? Like, would you suggest people to be doing them in conjunction with each? you know, at the same time, or is it better to maybe do the hypnosis stuff first or Reiki first, and then go down the path of the hypno journey? What, what do you suggest with that? I say you do a little bit, little bit of it all. It's kind of like having that tool belt, like depending on how you're feeling that day, um, maybe it's just, like I said, more sensations in your body. Like I just feel really low. So just getting like very grounded through your breath. When we're in a state of stress, it's really difficult to heal. So it's very important that we ground ourselves, like get our feet on the ground, start breathing, using your breath is that like, cause we, uh, we fight breath work. We really do. We're like, mm. I'm having a panic attack or I'm just, I'm, I'm so stressed. We really just have to stop for like two minutes, like 120 seconds and start to breathe in. If you can do that, you'll start to calm your nervous system. And then you can start to really work on some of the mind stuff, but it's really important to get relaxed first so that you can get into that subconscious space. If not, you're going to stay very conscious, very logical, very analytical, very executive functioning, planning, organizing, trying to solve your problems, but we can't always do that consciously. So stepping into that kind of breath body experience that kind of Reiki and some other modalities teaches us, then you can really get into that relaxed state where you can access your mind without your, your conscious mind chirping at you being like, this is probably what it is. <laughs> Yeah. I think that the breath work is so underrated and how powerful it can be in so many ways. And just knowing, like you said, 
regulating your nervous system and recognizing when your nervous system is kind of out of whack or not feeling where it's at a safe place, so to speak, is really huge. And, and in order to help yourself get to where it needs to be in order to function normally, because we all know once that nervous system gets out of, I always say out of whack, but off the rails or whatever you want to call it, that's when the rest of your physical body starts to break down. Maybe you have gut issues. Maybe you start to have headaches and other physical things start to show up a lot oftentimes because of the stress that you're going through and, and your body not being in a level state. So I think all of these types of things to help get you to a point where you do feel sincerely relaxed, right? Rather than just like, okay, I went through the motions, but I'm still, you know, flying pretty intense of anxiety or whatever it is that you may be feeling really find what it is for you that grounds you. Um, because it is healing on so many levels and you're doing yourself such giving yourself such a gift to be able to have some tool in your tool belt to say, this is what grounds me. This is what centers me. This is what helps me to do that. And to your point, even if it's 120 seconds of quick breathing in a, a methodical way that helps to get you somewhere else than you were in feeling anxiety is super important. Yeah. So you mentioned that you went through some health things. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey and what that looked like for you and how you oh, came out of that? Oh, yes. I had a brain bleed, which is just so crazy. Like oh I thought, <laughs> I just thought I was doing the elliptical too hard and my leg was just really stiff or sore, but it was my only my run leg. And over a course of about five days, I was losing my ability to walk and Wow. Silly me. I should have been going to the doctor, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to run it off. Like, you know, when I used to run half marathons. So, you know, sometimes when you're, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I just need to loosen up. I'm going to try and go for a run. I couldn't even take a step. Um, so and I ended up in Were the you day. in pain or it just was odd? Yeah, I was agitated. My leg was buzzing. It ached. So I just kept stretching it. I was on the roller trying to stretch it. I went even in the hot tub, which probably wasn't the best idea. I was doing everything like athletic wise to try and fix my right leg. Normally that stuff would be balanced left and right, but I was... I think I was just ignoring my intuition, which is so important. That's something I would love to share with everyone is it's so important to listen to that inner voice. Part of me was like, I just don't want to go to the eMERGE. They're probably just going to tell me it's nothing. They'll send me with some like ibuprofen and just like go home and rest. Um, so I was like, but it was more me not wanting to go fear of them saying, oh, it's nothing. But really my body was shouting, hey Beth, listen. And finally I did go about five days later, it was getting worse and worse. I could barely take a step and I wasn't going, it's crazy. Um, and that's when the doctor told me, he's like, your brain is bleeding. And it's just one of those wow. crazy anatomy moments. Where How I'm did like, they go from you like coming in to say, I can't walk my leg, something's weird with my leg for them to look to see, to look at your brain. How quick yeah, was that? window of like we're automatically going to look there or you know how yeah. does that correlation happen they did like I was starting what I think what happened was I was starting to lose sensation on my right hand too like okay. it was traveling up my right side and when you have paralysis on one side I think it indicates a stroke and so that's when like a stroke I didn't realize a stroke was actually blood in the brain I thought a stroke was a clot and I thought it was only people that were like maybe weren't eating healthy or like smoked but yet like I was what's called a young stroke so um, what happened was they put you in like a CT machine and they like a CAT scan and they could see the bleed in there. Um, so, so it was pretty scary. quick, terrifying. Cause I remember saying to the ER doctor, I'm like, I don't understand was the first thing I said. Like, it's like, it didn't even register. And then the next word was, am I going to live? And then the next thing was, should I call family? And then the next thing I was an ambulance heading off to another hospital. So, wow. um, 
it was a wild reset in my life. Like I call myself now version 2.0 because I felt like I lost my identity. I was so external in my world. Um, just very much like I was teaching. I was a mom of three boys. I was just doing, constantly doing, but I wasn't being. And when I lost my ability to walk, I spent a month in the hospital and I really had to get still and deal with a lot of stuff I've been shoving down for so long. So sometimes it's just easier to keep doing instead of just like, stop and listen to your body because sometimes if you ever get to a state where you're just so go 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 in the end of the day you just kind of want to cry like, oh my I'm gosh so tired I'm so overwhelmed like we ignore our body constantly if only our body would say Beth I need a bath Beth I need to take tomorrow off work instead of us just feeling these feelings and overriding them constantly with our what we should do lists so yeah, yeah that, would be that is so scary work. I'm sorry you had to go through that yeah it's pretty amazing when our bodies I mean basically shut down, right? And force us to stop. Recently, our whole house had had the stomach flu and my kids didn't get it as bad as I got it. But to your point, you know, it was like, go, 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 doing all the things. And then all of a sudden for 48 hours, I literally couldn't get off the bathroom floor. Like I couldn't take, I also have three boys. I could not take care of anybody. I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, had no energy to get from the bathroom to the bed. And it was this really interesting perspective of no matter how much we plan and think we have everything going on, if our body says enough, I, I need to take care of something or something is broken down, that's it. It's game over, right? And it's not up to us of how how fast or how soon we can recover from that. But I mean, is there for anybody listening to this that may be thinking they had something like that go on or are trying, maybe they have a family history or whatever, is there anything that they gave you as advice of, you know, why this may have happened or how to prevent that? Or is it just a fluke, something that came up? Yeah, it's pretty fluke. It really is. It's a very rare condition in my brain. So most people, if they, ha it's not very steady because people have it, but they don't know it unless they happen to have a brain scan. And that's not a very typical thing unless you're having migraines all the time or you've had seizures. Um, so yeah, I just happened to, mine happened to bleed. It took how many years of my life to happen, but I think I look at it as a gift. I really do. And it's so hard. Like I know you support so many women with infidelity. When we go through hard times or there's a death in the family, it's so hard to see the gift in all this. Um, but sometimes when you get to the other side, you can see those things and yeah, it's just so hard in the moment, but knowing that everything in our life, I really believe happens for a reason. And in that heartache, it's, it's so not clear. And it's so unfair. And there's so much anger. I remember people saying to me, you're so strong. You can get through this. And I just wanted to be like, F off. I, I hate being strong. I wish I was, yeah. then maybe I wouldn't have to go through this. I was so angry. Um, the whole, that whole grieving process, right? Like I felt like I was losing my life. I didn't know if I'd be able to walk again. Um, but it's the same with any kind of health crisis we go through, um, whether it's even having the stomach flu on the floor, it has a way of shaking out the things that don't matter and really have making you face what you're going through. And you either kind of succumb to that or you rise up to it. Um, I really believe like when we're sick or like just even having a cold, like people who've had COVID, they're like, I had the most surreal stuff happen to me because all these emotions were coming up from my past and things I hadn't really been processing. It's amazing when you're sick, just your body kind of brings out this other stuff within you that's like, oh, I have to face that. I had been ignoring that for a long time. Right. So this is where Solify Wellness was birthed out of this experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The stuff I've learned and the, the healing that I've kind of taught myself, plus like, I have my certificates and stuff, but just the combination of them all is just, it's been transformative. Like the women I work with, like 
in like three months, their relationships transform. And I shouldn't say that not all marriages are savable. Like there's women that do head into divorce, but they're in such a good place where they've learned all their lessons from their partner. I honestly believe our husbands are our greatest teachers. They're there to mirror to us where we don't feel loved, where we don't feel good enough, where we doubt ourselves. Because often our partners aren't our enemies, but sometimes we see them as that because they don't understand us, they don't hear us, they just don't see us. Yet we take it so personally and think if only they would change, but a lot of times it's us interpreting it a certain way. And I'm not saying like abusive situations or certain things are just not acceptable or tolerated. But when we can see our partners in a light of like almost their inner child wounds and they're communicating from their own space and we don't take it personally, we just kind of wonder like how, like how, what is the meaning here? It's not really about me. Um, so when we can get to this place where you just feel so much more in align with who you are, um, it's amazing. You start to manifest the things you want in your life. It's amazing. Life can be really easy. It really can. Like you go through really like hardships, but you can go through it in such grace when you understand that everything's happening for you and you trust, trust that this is where I'm supposed to be. A hundred percent. That's one of my favorite things to say is how is this happening for me instead of to me? Because it really, that simple change in the narrative changes the outlook so easily on so many things. And there's a lot of a lot of reasons that people can walk around saying, you know, this is happening to me. And, and I get that, you know, there's a lot of things about life that are not fair and it doesn't seem right. But at the same time, there's always a lesson and always a gift in that. And it's just a matter of us shifting the narrative ourselves to do that. And I agree with you with the husbands and as well as it's such a learning healing experience as far as not only for us ourselves, but for them as well, you know, and to your point, going back to childhood, a lot of that is just mirrored from our own parents to the, the partner that we chose. A lot of times it's no accident as to why we chose who we did to, to walk along side of us as our partners. And that going back to the generation of our parents to see what was going on with them, what was going on with their parents, why, what happened with their parents that made them be that way, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes just understanding that dynamic of what was going on in their homes makes sense to be like, oh, okay, I can, I can look with a different lens of compassion and understanding that I don't feel so badly about, or maybe it wasn't, you know, wasn't projected towards me in the way that I felt like it was, it was just what they were going through in their own journey. Right. And, and sometimes that alone is healing in and of itself. So how can people there oh sorry i was gonna say i love what you said there absolutely because it's like empowering when you can take your control back and you realize like i'm not at the whim of others and what they're saying like i just feel good in myself the whole world could be like around me like my household could be chaotic but i i'm okay i'm grounded in it you can be in a tornado per se um (laughs) but it makes you get addicted to the work because you're like all these ah ahas you're like oh my goodness that's why things that's why i feel like that oh i understand my parents so much better now um it's such a loving and kind process i agree 100 percent. how can people find you beth okay great question um well you can find me at soulify wellness i'm on instagram in most social medias, but I have this great little guide for anyone that's going through some struggles within their marriage. You can go to freemarriageguide.com and I have three proven strategies that'll get you started on this on this journey to really healing your marriage, or you can even use it just to heal your life in general, like to get yourself moving in the direction you want. It's some kind of deep dives into who you are. Amazing. I feel like no matter how great your relationship is, 
you can always use a little bit more tips and tricks, I feel like. So we'll put that link in the show notes as well for people to find that. I really encourage everyone to look into all of these modalities of healing and energy work to help you along your path, no matter where you are, because again, we can all use a little extra boost of something along the way and a different shift in narrative in our path every single day and whatever it is that we're going through. So thank you so much for being here, Beth. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit ElizabethKing.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.